into the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. Right, and welcome back, everyone, to Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am your host, Justin. With me is my excellent co-host, Mr. Eric Will. How y'all doing today? I love it. He picked up on that cue right away. That was fantastic. Uh, joining <laughs> us today, we got some special guests for us today. We're going to do a preview episode of uh, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years. Returning guest, artist extraordinaire for Bounty Bullfrog, Mr. Jason Flowers. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. Right. And today, another special guest, someone that we've been trying to get on for a little while, and I'm super excited. He's a podcaster extraordinaire himself. He is a 27 hour live straight live streamer artist, Dave Wonder. How you doing, Dave? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Happy to be here. So it's it's your first time. So you have to tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself, just uh, what you do and, and uh, so uh, they can uh, know you a little bit. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a person of, of many hats, I guess. Uh, I'm a comic artist and writer. Uh, I'm also a toy designer, in addition to being a YouTuber and live streamer. Um, I've designed wrestling gear that's been on AEW, New Japan, oh, wow. Ring of Honor. I've worked for Marvel. I've worked for DC. Um, you know, as an inker, colorist, letterer, I've, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I work wherever I can, and I try to just make cool stuff. Uh, I jokingly call myself a creative content creator because <laughs> I create a little bit of everything and I just want to make the world a little bit happier. That's all. So, so we'll have to bug <laughs> you about making that bounty bullfrog action figure, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> happy to, so. I saw you had a prototype or something that somebody put up. Um, that looked pretty cool. Thomas, Thomas day. Shout out to Thomas. He, uh, he had created one just cause he liked the idea of it so much. He just, for the hell of it. And I was like, you're killing me, man. I can't do anything with this right now. I know. Like, what, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, hey, hey, give me your recipe. And then it's like the next Kickstarter has like, well, you can get a little action figure, you know? Yeah. That's the problem is like, it's such a, like, I've looked into it and yeah, it'd be like, it's do you want a hundred dollar action yeah. figure right now? Because there's going to only be like 10 made and it's going to cost me a, a a penny to make oh it. my god yeah yeah absolutely i, I imagine but that, that'd be the ultimate dream i think of anything oh, i'd yeah. make you know to have it like that and just super approachable so i i keep looking at making keshi figures like just the little like slug figures of my characters yeah and i i got i got about that close to a factory in japan and i was or in china rather and I was like, this is going to happen. And then the pandemic hit. And I'm like, where are you at conventions anymore to rely on? I guess it's going on the back burner. And then the factory got bought. So, oh, like, whoops. So, I don't know. Did they ever find that factory in Asia that had the uh, the the key to open the back of old 8-bit Nintendos? Because I think that, like, that entire country dissolved. And they're like, now nobody can open these things. <laughs> Whoa. And did not know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that somebody's figured it out by now, but that had to be some sort of reverse engineering thing with a proprietary Nintendo driver. Yeah, it's it should have been right, but they don't yeah, have pry it open. Hey, I got one. Yeah, we could do we could do it on stream if you want. Oh, okay, well we'll keep, we'll keep that in mind. I'll, I'll stream the uh, the damn sequence so you can see me uh, going through it with with uh, damn, Mikey. Damn, double damn. <laughs> but the the reason that we're here today, we're uh, we're doing a little preview because uh, we like to do this, and we did this for when each of the issues of Last Ronin came out, and um, 
with this, uh, with the lost years, we want to just talk about kind of what to expect, what people might expect, and just any sort of uh, predictions that you guys might have. And uh, the huge reason that we wanted Jason to come is because he's actually doing a variant cover for this book. Super cool. Excited. I'm excited. I, I I saw it, and as soon as I saw that it went up, I, I got my pre-order in. I don't oh, miss thank these you. covers. So I, I loved like it took me forever to find your number one. And then I got the number five, which is I was jumping on that one right away. And now I've got this one. And I love it because you added the tonfa on it. And it's yeah. it's such like an iconic weapon for Michelangelo, but it's it's a different choice rather than it's like, all right, he's not gonna go with the nunchucks because you know he's he's already learned that discipline. Now he's gonna go with something else. And he uses it, you yeah. know. Like uh, he makes the uh, electromagnetic pulse and all that in um, one of the issues. Yeah, that part was probably my favorite in issue five. Oh, it's like so awesome. favorite scenes where you're like, Shh. and now it's kind of interesting too. Um, I'm curious, did you end up picking up the uh, the NECA figure for maybe like the unarmored one and all that as like a reference? Um, I do have the the armored one. Oh, the yep. Yeah. Yep. Not the unarmored. Well, actually, but, yeah, I was just thinking you could um, just take his hood off. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but by the time I literally got that, I think two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> <It's okay. in> <laughs> big bad toy store, I think. Yep. Yeah. So they finally like shipped mine out like three weeks ago and it got here like two weeks ago. So they, they um, seem to be slightly more reliable than Entertainment Earth. So, uh, yeah. I'm actually still waiting on pre-orders for uh, those, so I'm like, you know what, man? I, I can just literally saw it. Out get it. I just exactly. Saw the unarmored one. At, at Plus, it, it's Midwest based, based in Somerset, Wisconsin. So, oh, yeah. no kidding. Okay. Neca is or no, no, no. no. no Neca's New England. Okay. Yeah, Neca. Yeah, someone, someone told me to get it from them, and I'm like, well, I pre-ordered it from Big Big Bad Toy Store, so I was just waiting, and then and then Ben got like. Like 400 yeah. of them, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I, should, I might as well have just ordered it from Ben and like five bucks more gotten it like signed, you know. That was a fun day in the Bish Kids <laughs> chat. <laughs> that was when yeah. he got like an entire pallet full of these action figures and he's signing them. And it's like, hey, it's only like X amount of dollars more than buying it at Target. I'm like, I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> damn it. I threw the box out and I, I don't hate to admit that because it's like i don't need to keep the box and all that and i opened I, it and i will say this this was something I, I didn't realize about the packaging the side art all connects. connects yeah so all of and it's a it's a bishop um uh like little montage that's really cool i like that i'm, I'm sure he'll he'll have that available as like some sort of like Print. If it's not something yeah. he's already done, but like a print, but Ben's yeah. got a mind for stuff like that, so he'll he'll do that, and you know that's that's cool, for sure. Um, with with this, you know, going back to the Tonfoot and all that, you know, with the last Ronin, you know, you've got Michelangelo who has the uh, Splinter Journal, which is talking about all these different disciplines and stuff like that. Um, what what do you guys think? It's it's to literally just any of you whoever wants to come in first but what do you think that we're going to see in terms of that with um the lost years uh I, i'll toss it out there i mean i think the the cool thing is we'll see we'll see a lot of that time where you know uh was is donnie and splinter you know on their mission you know i'm guessing mikey's gonna be back basically training a lot of the time which will just be fun to see in general just because we'll be able to see that kind of evolution of the character too, from the Mikey we knew 
to the Mikey we know at the uh, at the beginning of Last Ronin. So um, I don't know. I I think that'll be pretty neat again with the Tongfas with I mean with with pretty much anything. I hope we get to see him working with his rope too. Um, you know, because that's something that you see him use pretty, pretty regularly when he's kind of climbing around and such. Um, but at the same time, it's also kind of a nice homage to when he had to kind of stop using his nunchucks, yep. you know, where all of a sudden, oh, grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all right, cool. You know, I, I think that'd be kind of a fun way. You to know, that classic that. ninja weapon, the grappling hook. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, it was a cool yeah. one because it was Roll. shaped like a turtle. And all yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny because um, when I bought mine, I actually had him, and he has the grappling hook. That's the accessory that I have him uh, nice. sporting. Sporting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was excited because when you get both of them, um, you get two tonfa. So mm-hmm. now he can have one in each hand. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm there, you know. So that's that's pretty cool. How about you, Jason? What what do you think um, that we're going to see in terms of uh, maybe character development? Because mm. I know originally when we talked to you, one of the things that you were concerned about was the idea of plot holes. So this may actually fill in those gaps for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad they did this because that was, the for me, one of the biggest annoyances was reading this going, I'm loving this, but there's so much, so much, so many gaps. And, you know, like you had the, the, the hope that they were going to finally do what they're doing, which is go back and kind of tell where he's been on, on this journey. And um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I think I think one of the reasons why I, I did my cover the way I, I did was because of like there's just one panel. And I think it's in like issue two or three. I can't remember which one where Mike, he's he's talking slightly about the you know these flashbacks and he's like in this kind of thunderdome yeah kind of setting and yeah, he's holding the tompas and he's just like it almost reminds me of when in rainbow three did you ever see rainbow three oh yeah yeah with the, the beginning bears. of rainbow three when he's <laughs> like he's like fighting in the like the little pit area so it was like a mix of like rambo meets like uh the mad max thunderdome kind of thing yeah so i just thought that that'd be like perfect for a scene you know like I, the hard part with these covers is always like we we go in blind, so we have no information. We're not told anything because you know usually with a comic cover, you're looking at it going, oh well, this kind of right. resembles something going on with the storyline, and we got none of that. So uh, the only image a lot of people went, had to go off of was, hey, I'm walking through the snow. Yep, exactly. So, um, I think that's why a majority of the covers are that. And I, I wanted to make sure I, I I wanted to do something different than that because I knew that that's where everyone was going to go with. So um, I'm glad I'm glad I got approved because we were super like I was super worried like is this going to be approved? And so yeah. Did you do more than one? Um, and one was not approved, or? Um, no. So what had happened was um, when we sent in our original idea, it was actually a collage where it was it was like the outline of him in snow gear and then inside of the picture i don't know if i have it um but inside the snow gear inside of the snow image of him silhouette was all these like collages of different scenes where like i had him doing oh. that fight scene 
and then there was one where he's meditating in like the in the mountains and then um you see like the ship like he comes back on and um they approved that but i i told rich when um rich horn collaborating with the cover for um i told him i was like i really have this idea and i think dramatically as a cover it'd be more interesting and dynamic than just this kind of montage of an image and uh i think it was god i think it was a uh, new york comic-con was going on so the cover was due soon and we were just waiting for them to like get back to us and they never did so we just ran with the idea i had and rich was nice enough to kind of like trust my idea with it and they thankfully approved it so that's cool it was a lot of like nail biting going like is this gonna <laughs> are we gonna get the hey your cover didn't get approved yeah kind of thing but thankfully it did Trip, tripping at the finish line of sorts of just yeah, oh. like, he's like emailing them like what's going on and it's not just idw you have to deal with you have to also deal with nickelodeon and yeah. oh yeah Gavin Smith was talking about that and yeah. he said that he had awesome, awesome editors and like the people from Nickelodeon were great for him. So you know, that's that good. Yeah. Um, so with this, like uh, the, the staging for your guys covers, cause Dave, you're an artist as well. Um, have you um, gotten to the point where when you're doing something that you leave a spot that you could possibly put a remark in? Is that um, is that like in the the uh, blueprint now of when you start doing covers? Um, I I know with with my cover artwork and stuff like that. Usually, my big concern is kind of for the cover dressing, making sure that there's room for you know the title block and everything like yeah. that. But inevitably, there's going to be some negative space, and I usually leave it leave a little in the bottom left or the bottom right corner um, because I don't know where on on some of the titles I've worked on and stuff. You don't know where they're going to put the copy of, you know, the actual like credits and everything. So it's like, well, if I leave some over there and I leave some over there, nothing's going to get covered. And whichever side doesn't get covered, then you're like, nah, yep. there's my honey <laughs> pot right there. I can like, do a little remark and you're good to go. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's just in my experience. anyways. What about you, Jason? Uh, yeah, it's it's that same thing. Like I when I got to do the cover for uh, issue five. Like I made sure to like leave room for the trade dress on, on the top of the front side. But uh, when they sent us the mock-up, they ended up putting the trade dress on the back bottom corner of the, of the back of the cover. So, which is fine with me as it was like perfect spot, but I didn't see a reason why it couldn't fit where I left room for it. So like I look at that cover and I sometimes look at it like, oh, there's this huge orange filled area, which is now perfect. Like Justin, you just said, like now it's perfect for a remark. Area. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but originally, you know, like to know that it's a last Ronin cover, you have to flip it over and go, oh, it's number five on the back. But I did that with uh, the new cover too. But because that logo is, it's so big. And yeah. It's, it's everywhere, you know, and for them to like, I think they changed it in the one that came out for uh, um, San Diego. I think the logo is different than what they ended up going with. I think they changed it back to. Oh, it was the copy layout where the yeah. the, the way that, they, yeah, that it was broader, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I, I, 
it was a lot like thicker and longer and i don't know but i'm, I'm kind of glad they went back to the way it was now so it's not curved like when you see normally a, a turtles like when you get to turtles it's it's kind of like bent a little bit almost like a rainbow so it looked like it was more just kind of linear this time so with with this logo which yeah, it, it makes looks- sense because they want it to be distinguished from last ronin so i i get it but yeah it seems it seems to work i'm, I'm looking at it right now um on other people's covers too and it seems to work really well so is, is, is it a bad thing? I really want like a straight up cliffhanger parody issue of just Mikey climbing around to the front. <laughs> <laughs> like have have a have a Sherpa that hangs out with them that looks strangely like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> He's being chased by John Lithgow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, the most terrifying Yeti of them all. I've seen that movie uh, news. I yeah, I know. I, but, I don't know. The, I'm like, watching like, Rockies right now. I'm watching the Rockies right now. They're on Netflix. <laughs> All right, so imagine this: Michelangelo in Rocky Four, and uh, you know he's there, and you know he's trying to win the hearts of the Russian people by uh, doing these cage matches, as Yo illustrated. April. <laughs> Yo, April, maybe I'll fight a ball. <laughs> See, he already does the voice. Ah, uh, just shit. <laughs> And, and I'm wondering too, like what we're going to see, because he is going to be making his way from Japan through Europe all the way back home to New York eventually in a 10 year span. You know, I, I mean, if he's walking it, that explains 10 years. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, we know he takes a ship. So if he's going to go through Europe and all that, as they're alluding to, he's going to have to then like hop a ship at some point and go out that way. But, um, you know, it's just it's just a little interesting on how this is going to happen. So, because they're not without resources, as we saw in in um, issue four, you've got you know the the turtles have this network of the Hamato clan and all that, and they're on the radio and they have friends everywhere. So it's like, okay, so this is going to be some sort of self imposed exile, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, the only thing that I worry about is it's going to get like crazy, crazy dark because it's a hell of a leap. Uh, to where we see him start. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. this is going to be harsh. Well, he's <laughs> going to lose his sense of humor, which oh, is, yeah. is going to be the scariest part, I think, for me, mm-hmm. because he goes from this affable, laughable character who's, you know, cracking jokes and stuff like that to someone who's just like, I think Mikey just straight up killed that guy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's that's like character assassination in, in a sense. But I mean, we know it's coming. So it's like we've already seen the outcome of it. So, you know. Because I don't think he made any jokes in Last Ronin at all. No. He, yeah, he was pretty. It was pretty serious the whole time. Yeah. Grim, dark. You know. Yeah. He made like Leonardo jokes where it was just like <laughs> he'd be like, "Hey, what's sharpened through your head? It's a knife." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh. Like, he was more ironic, funny, like how he would yeah. like stab Oroko Hiroto with like Raph Sai and like hit him with his own nunchucks and stab him with Leo's sword. So he's like just being ironic instead. Yeah. I, I did thoroughly enjoy when the teases were coming out and they're just like, which one do you think it's going to be? Which one do you think it's going to be? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's gotta be Mikey. I hate it, but it's going to, it's gotta be Mikey. Cause he's the only one, one that you wouldn't expect to be just like murder turtle. <laughs> like, but well, I mean, he had um, Steve Levine on and yeah. you remember Eric, what he was saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. he said it was the, the first turtle. I mean, that was the first turtle drone. So, I mean, my wife, my wife even called it. I'm not gonna lie. My wife yeah, even called it. She story, was, but yeah. huh? I said I love the story, but it was that moment. Oh, of just yeah. like, Ah, crap. 
I was hoping it was Ralph. That was that's my dude. So, but I thought it was Casey. That's it. <laughs> Surprise, he's a turtle. Now yeah. he's trying to sound like Rob. <laughs> yeah, I sound like Rob. I sound like Rob Denner. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to ever do that, but yeah. No, that's that's cool. Um, and I mean, there, there's a fair amount of uh, exploration, and I think it's going to get pretty heady. I think it's going to be very existential in nature because of some of the stuff that we're seeing, and just the idea that there's a guy just wandering through the snow who happens to be a giant mutated turtle. And we're also going to see some changes, too, where, you know, in those next 10 years, his body mutates and he grows to, like, literally twice his size. So it, it, there's going to be that sort of progression, too. So I, I wonder how that's going to affect him. I'm wondering if there's any excess exposure to radiation or uh, or more mutagen. Mm. Because it, that was, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, it, it just it has me curious because in the in in the first series they talk about oh it's his mutation continuing to mutate and it's like well in like the idw books they talk about the mutation can you know expand or increase due to more exposure to radiation or other things so it's like okay you know like if he's going through russia hey um you know oh, but that's a good pickup yeah it's mm-hmm. also the thing of could he come across other mutants that are you know exposed or more recently exposed you know, also, if he's becoming straight up murder turtle, you know, maybe he uh, maybe he splits a vein that, you know, on, on some of the mutants where it's yeah. exposure and cross contamination type thing. I mean, the cool part is there's so many different avenues you can go with it. Um, and at the same time, there's so many ways you can play it um, because he he talks about it in the first book, you know, like it's he, he's written to talk about, you know, like, yeah, it kind of drove me mad a little bit, you know, of. I was always I was constantly changing and essentially evolving. Yeah, so I'll I'll be real curious to see how that comes about. But yeah, and we know he's crazy too because like yeah. like crazy not in in like the unpredictable sense, but in the sense that like he literally sees what he perceives as ghosts of his fallen brothers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and that's that's not exactly natural. Mm-hmm. So you know. <laughs> in that, if you go back to that scene that I I took from inspiration, where he is standing in that Thunderdome, like kind of a setting arena, like you see these the the creatures that are like at his feet and just hanging on the Thunderdome. Those aren't typical like humans. A lot of them look like almost they almost look like uh, thump and guts or. Uh, what was that other series? The uh, Melt Mountain Pot. Oh, Melting Pot. Okay. You're yeah. Melting Pot. Yes. Yeah. A Mirage book way back. It, there's some of the characters look like that, so I thought that that was kind of cool. But yeah, like he might obvi- obviously come. Um, I did not connect those dots. Monsters that's the, or something. That's a another really good pickup there, Jason. Because I mean, that's that's almost an Easter egg that I didn't see. So. Hmm. Again, lots of avenues that you can run down. Yeah. Which is pretty dang cool. I mean, I think that's that's the most exciting thing about this is outside of the Archie books, you know, we really haven't gotten, you know, oh, what's the future hold, you know, type, yeah. type thing with them to this extent, which I think is pretty rad. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I'm super curious. And then, I, then there's a whole other aspect of this where you've got Casey Marie and she's going to be raising four mutant mutated turtles from the end of, of the previous uh, last Roman. So that's right. a whole other issue. So they're probably going to do it half and half. 
And, yeah, and I, I should probably mention this too. I I haven't heard if this is going to be in prestige style or it's going to be regular comic. Have you guys regular comic? We're going back to regular. Thank it's, God. it's going back. It's going back regular <laughs> comics. Yeah. And that's God. the whole thing. It's like I know the series. I know the series is supposed to be a, a prequel slash sequel. Yeah, that's what Eastman was saying. That it's going to be like all mixed together. Yeah, it's both sides. So, you know, yeah, it's both sides, so it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm kind of curious to how they're going to like. I don't know if you know any more information there, Jason, but I know no, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if they're going to be like, well, okay, well, half of issue three is going to be you know one part of the of the past and one pat and the other and the you know issue three all the way up to five is going to be the the future. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that. You know, are they are they gonna go person. back and forth? Because I'm not gonna lie to you, issue three messed messed with my head a lot because it was like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it was kind of hard. Was to, a lot of a lot going on. Yeah, it, it was yeah. it was it was a lot going on, and I hope that they they in a sense kind of break it up. I hope that's what they're doing with it because I mean it's just like okay, you're going to go here, then go there, then go here, go there, and it's just like, okay, I'm trying to remember what happened in the past, and then I got to go to the future, and then back to the past, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm a big issue four guy, so I, I like the way they did that. I, I imagine yeah. he's going to he's gonna continue what, with what they did in either issue four or issue five, and I, I think they're going to Game of Thrones it, where you get like, okay, here's this character's perspective, and now we're going to switch to this one. So it's going to start out with Ronan, and then it's going to shift over to April and Case Marie, and then we'll see some exposition from there. So, you know, I, I mean, that's interesting. And, and here's the thing, too. Someone told me the other day, they're like, I think Roko Hiroto's not dead. And I said, bullshit. But <laughs> you never know. I mean, yeah, they, that's, they never. <laughs> that's another thing is that, they, I mean, we're, that, that's a good thing that you brought up is, you know, what's what's going on with the with Shredder? Yeah. Period. The, What's going on? What, what happened to him? Like, what the hell happened with all that? And, and is this going to be interesting without some sort of antagonist? You know, is it just going to be, okay, here's the daily life of what it's like to raise four turtles, but what's the adversity that they're going to face? I mean, you know? just, I think that's that's the fun of it, though, is with every iteration of the turtles, okay, Shredhead's dead. Who's the next villain? You know, yep. like, who who's stepping up? I, I mean, there's... There's a lot of, again, there's a lot of possibility. And I think that's the most exciting thing about it is because it's a lot of unknown. It's that, that game of, well, like, are we <laughs> going to get kind of a Rat King revival? Are we going to get, you know, like now, now that the city has fallen, you know, what, you know, does that open up, you know, avenues for that? Does it open up avenues for mute animals? Does it open up, you know, like there's a lot of different, kind of fun weird nooks and crannies that they could run into which would be super fun they can go on for for a very long time if they wanted to if they did it right they could go with it for a while i i was thinking we might see leatherhead i don't know what is making me think that but that is just like okay he's a he's a mirage character he's in there you know um you you may not have bebop and rocksteady but it's like you definitely have leatherhead you know i want to see about crank yeah oh yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a, a power struggle. Like, I I could see them like being kind of like, all right, we did we did the we did the shredder thing. Now there's a power struggle. Like, and like you said, like now you got these bad guys that have maybe been waiting out in the dark to come back. Yep. 
You if know, we get silver from next mutation, I'm gonna crap myself. I'm just throwing that out there right now. No. I need a damn mobster yeti, give it to me. <laughs> that that's more likely to happen yeah. in the IDW series. But... Saying there's but a- yeah, I just I just see that like I see it as like uh there could be a power struggle from from what I could gather like from the cover Ben did of uh you know april and casey marie and that gear like if you look at casey marie she's she's buffed up yeah so she's not just sitting around like just like teaching turtles how to do stuff it looks to me like she's been she's been planning she's been fighting yeah like she's been like yeah like, something, something. Something. so I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious where it goes. And and there's um, always someone that comes and sticks in. So it's like maybe it's a circumstance where it's like, hey guys, guess what? When we blew up the building, uh, Karai survived and she got up. And it's like that's super convoluted. See, but that's it's like that's what I was thinking. That's exactly, what I was just thinking about too. But they, they left a lot like, of breadcrumbs, you know. I thought he like blew her her breathing station up or something. It was he weird. Like it. he stabbed her, and it's like, yeah, okay, nailed it. Yeah, if, if, if they can keep her alive, then they can keep him alive. If if he was dying. Baxter was definitely kept alive, and I mean he was messed up. Like half of his face was gone, all that stuff. So it's like you'd have to believe that stranger things have happened in this universe. I'm just throwing it out there. I've stabbed a hot pocket plenty of times when it's frozen, and you know what? Still good. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> just throwing it out there. She can come back and just be like, ah, and just oh, shit. you know, like the turtles are running away from cry then. Or maybe vice versa. Maybe the thing is, is Karai, <coughs> Karai could get revived, be on the side of good. And then all of a sudden you have that power struggle of, okay, you have April and you have uh, Casey Marie. And then you have Karai going, hey. But, but would she, though? Because like she started shit. I don't know. Yeah, she yeah. Shit no. with Splinter to, to get the plan. I just compared her to a hot pocket, man. Like I'm not, I'm not going like deep in this, okay? Like, That's a spicy. I meet the ball. Because <laughs> my question is, is if if this is based more off of the Mirage style stuff, then Rat King couldn't come back because he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then, but Leatherhead could. Yep, Leatherhead could. Um, but what would his role be? Because I thought uh, he was good. Maybe Triceratons. Uh, he didn't start out. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Or he didn't start out Triceratons. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you could do something with Honeycut. You know, you could you could play something of you know his a or his you know mind got corrupt and took over stuff or exploded or a virus or and again like, is it bad that there's part of me that's just like man, speculation is fine and dandy like nuts and candy, but I'm just excited to pick up the book and go here we go. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's mm. the joy of comics for me. I that's that's how I'm taking this series. I'm not really thinking too hard with it. I'm just just as curious as yeah, like like uh, Eric said, like are we gonna get like a couple issues of the, of the flashback and then a couple issues of the story going forward, or or is it gonna be half and half again, or like yeah, how are they playing it? Because from the preview pages that IEW shown us, it's obviously all back past story, so. Ben is Ben right? Is Ben's drawing the present story then? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I was asking uh, Dave about earlier because I haven't seen a different artist on it, so I'm imagining it's Kevin and Ben. 
Yeah. yeah, that's all that they're they're releasing because they, they've shown a couple cover artists and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, there's no Escorza brothers or anything else that are on this. No, no, because like I know Ben's Ben's been like tight with it. So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like butthole tight, you know, yeah. like he hasn't what released he anything. <laughs> he shows us like this tiny little like thing and be like, oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, did show that. But like, ah, oh, thanks, man. But that doesn't tell me anything. No, nothing. You know? And that was the point. <laughs> I, I am excited about one thing when it comes to this is that it means there's going to be a line of figures for the, the previous story mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that's coming. And I mean, like, like Dave was saying earlier, those are all going to line up with that little uh, montage when, when they're completed, yeah. but it's like, Oh my God, why it, it's like, finally we're getting what we deserve as turtles fans where it's like, there's the Jim Lawson figures coming out. There's new splinter. There's all this stuff like this classic stuff. And then there's this avant-garde stuff coming out right now, based on the hottest book for the past two and a half years coming out mm-hmm. now. It's like those Jim Lawson figures look sick though. Yeah. They, they really do, man. And then that's splinter. Excited for those. That is like probably the best looking splinter I think I've ever seen. That Splinter rules. The Lawson Turtles, my only concern is they are bricks of figures. Yeah, are they, they, are, are they big? Yeah, they're they're going to have some weight to them. Right? That Triceraton looks... Yeah, I was going to say that Triceraton yeah. could kill them. Is man. it Zog? Or, or <laughs> yeah. Who it is? You, you got a lot back there, Dave. Do you have that abomination, that Marvel Select Abomination or Juggernaut? Uh, no. Actually, those are no, actually those. like like oh. actual huge bricks of figures you can kill someone with. I, I have a story about those that I can't tell on air, but I'll tell you guys <laughs> later. Uh, okay. It involves my friend in a shelf above his bed. Oh, uh, oh God. Yeah. He can no longer have children. That's good. <laughs> He's uh, like, all right, okay. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> Mem- memories. Um, <laughs> anyway. No, I mean that that's the cool thing is like like looking at looking at the crazy amount of figures and also the the thing that's that's kind of fun is like I guess you haven't been able to tell I'm a big toy dork. Um and you know working within the toy design industry uh working within the toy design industry and stuff looking at how the packaging and everything is laid out for the last Ronin figures it's fascinating because we have two Ronins so far. Um we have the other three brothers. Yep. Splinter and two bots. That are announced so far. So so far, we got eight figures. That's a wave. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. That's, they, that's they, they got sense, though. So Casey could, Marie. We get, could we get April? Could we get Casey Marie? Could we April. get could we, could we get Shredder. Mike Parka? Because we don't have a like Baxter. We have the last Ronin. The yeah, Baxter, the Flyborgs, like we, you know, uh, yeah, or Roku. Like we could, you know, I mean, you know, Hot Pocket Karai. Um, you know, I mean, there's didn't, there's a bunch of options there. Isn't the unarmored one come with one of the uh, Baxter bots? Yes, right? it yeah. looks like a pug. The little guy, he like, yeah. yeah, that that was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah, this is this is neat because it's it's like ripped from the page and it's it's spot on to the artwork. It's like yeah, they did a great about, job with all these. What about Kevin and Peter? We can get figures of them. They were in the book. I freaking love that idea. And that is like, I just, I'm just putting show. that out there. <laughs> just, I'm putting I, that I, out there. I both love that, and I hate the fact that in the back of my mind, I'm like, God damn it, that's going to be a San Diego set, in it? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, that's totally a San Diego thing. 
Yeah, that would be amazing. Actually, I, I, I was surprised. Like we, we just found out. And we didn't know this that Kevin actually did the voice for Ice Cream Kitty. I had no, no you idea. Didn't know that. Didn't yeah. know that. And no. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I watched 2012 too, and I did not know that. Man, the, the I remember watching it. So I got my son into Turtles, and he like the 2012 series is his jam. So like he and I kind of mm-hmm. collected that line together. And I remember watching an episode, and you know the credits roll, and you're just like. Wait, why is Kevin Eastman's name on there? That's not where it's supposed to be. And I remember like being like, he doesn't skip the credits like we do, Eric. I mean, (laughs) usually that's the time where I'm like, all right, go to the bathroom, like grab a snack or something, like come on back. But fun fact, interesting too, yeah, because you you guys are streaming it like when it was on for the first time. My kids and I were watching it like Sunday morning at ten thirty on Nickelodeon. I got it on DVD, baby. (laughs) <laughs> um, they they just put out the complete DVD set. Yes, I need to get that. Dude, it's like thirty bucks on Amazon. It's That's the not case. Bad. The case is weird, but it's worth it. I still don't understand why they haven't released a Blu-ray set of it, but um, just because it's well, you worked a lot of cons, so I'll just say that. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's still not upresed. I yeah. know because no, I, I know. definitely eyeballed up a couple of the uh, not so legitimate sets because I was like, "Ooh, Blu-ray!" Oh. Well, if you're if you're there and you want to get a copy of the Snorks and you know Pirates of Dark Water and all that, it's like okay, you know, <laughs> that's pretty fun. This is, this is something silly in my 2012 set, but uh, if you want to add it to your collection, you have to take a, a kind of a weird route to get there. But of course, I just broke it. Damn it! Damn it! But awesome. oh, ice cream that's fantastic! Ice cream kitty. They Our, uh, um, he came out in a Mega Block set. Oh, that's great! Nice. So he's, I have a lot of Mega Blocks. His bowl has a uh... a hole in the bottom. So yeah, it in... but it's it's handy because it actually acts as a nice little handhold for the figure. Our our friends over at Underground Dojo have made a uh, plush of Ice Cream Kitty. Yeah, oh yeah, you cool. got the raft man on a on a bracelet. No, this was my suspenders that <laughs> I uh, for our wedding. That's nice. so cool. So. I we got I got Mikey and a Leo. I got Donnie somewhere, but I got like I don't know, like three or four more of the Mega Blocks ones. Hell yeah. I'm I'm glad to see those repros when you go to a con and they've got like a whole table full of um, like Lego figures, minifigures, because like the ones that they did of that original Lego series look good. Just yeah. not the next uh, like the Michael Bay one's not so great. But yeah, I you know. I the Lego the Lego twenty twelve sets. Um, that's actually what that raft is from. Uh, is is uh, like still one of my favorites because I like I I made them all before my son was born, and then when he was like three or four, he got super into Lego, and I was like, well, so I took him out and he took a look at him and smashed him up a little bit, and then as he got older, we rebuilt them. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's pretty fun to kind of put those back together because there's some there's some weird sets. Um, and then, yeah, then they went to the, the Bay films and they didn't sell for shit. And then, <laughs> then they went over to mega blocks and they, they made a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> so real quick. Um, I know we, we can't keep Jason much longer. He's had a long day and all that. Um, Jason, I just want to ask, stay, I can stay for a little bit. Longer. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, good. Yeah. I just, I was yeah. just going to ask if you were okay. Cause we're just, yeah, you yeah. know, sh- shooting the shell as they say. So. <laughs> I, I personally have the Technodrome that I'm building. Um, I haven't completed it yet, just like stop and go type of stuff. But that thing is going to be amazing, and I, I can't wait. I'm going to set it up right back behind me and all that. And, and you talking I, about I, with Legos? 
the Mega Bloks set. Mega Bloks. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see. You know what? I want to see if my wife can build. If she could build the uh, build the Technodrome out of Legos. You're gonna like, have your just, wife build you a Technodrome out of Legos, man. Oh, That's dude, awesome, dude. You have no idea. I, I clearly don't. <laughs> she is wow. a freaking monster, bro. That OG, like the the Mega Bloks Technodrome, like my buddy has it, and every single time I'm at his place, I just go, "Ooh!" and he's like, "Do you want to look at it?" And I'm like. I'm looking at it right now. I don't want to because yeah. I get. I'm like I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break it so good. Aw. Oh man, look at that splinter. Now, uh, don't you have a good story about those? Metalhead um, at the Louisiana Con. Uh, Not Louisiana. Yeah, at Lexington. Lexington. See, like the heads. So, yeah. um, my right. wife she did like a totem, like a totem pole of all four turtles of just their heads, and my son ended up. Uh, giving it to Kevin Eastman as a present. Nice. Oh, that's cool. And they took a picture, and you know, Courtney put it up on his Facebook and all that other stuff. And <clears throat> but my wife, she does like a lot of stuff with like Legos and shit. So that's so cool. Like, yeah, wow. She... That... I kind of want one of those splinters, actually. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see what she could. I'll see what she could like do and see if she could do one yeah, for that, you. That really sells that's it, cool. you know. And put it on well, maybe one of those like uh, those six or, or eight um, long black um, sort of flat pieces. She does this too. Knit, crocheting, crochet. Yeah. She did this for me too. Oh, that's nice. awesome! Nice. As well as I just like to big... point out that Leo should be on the top, but oh, that's okay. Man. That's okay. And then she did this one. I did had her do this oh. one like this. Oh, the shell. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Wow, yeah, all this so... creativity, man. I I love it. Like. Turtles breeds creativity. I just, I mean, from the time that I could draw, I was drawing them. Obviously, I didn't do anything with it because I'm not super talented like you guys. But like, how, I've been drawing turtles forever, dude. That's a life lifelong passion, man. Like, I think about actually, it was it was kind of funny. So, one of my one of my best buds when we were little kids, I wanted to be a comic artist. He wanted to be a rock star. And uh, I'm I'm doing that, and so is he. Um, That's cool. So it's kind of neat. Any any group that we would have heard of, or you know, uh, shout out to you know the the song "Best Day of My Life." That's yeah, been on yeah. That's my buddy's ex band. That's American Authors. Oh, cool. So he's been all over the place, and it's like, oh, yeah, dude, you did it. He's like, dude, you've been doing it for like a decade. I'm like, ah, different scale. <laughs> like, you're you did you did a song that went <clears throat> was on the Olympics and everything, and you you're set. Like you're good. Like don't worry about it. So, um, Tell him yeah. to hit you up for the album cover, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you need any illustration work? You just let me know. He's like, I don't know what the label's gonna go for that. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what blew my mind is uh, when I was talking to Jason the first time, and we were talking about his uh, Kickstarter, and then I started talking to him about uh, a cover that he did was the uh, the Maniac of New York. Because I am a huge fan of Elliot Kalin, and I'm like, I can't believe you did this and all that. And I was like, What's he like? And you're like, I've never met him. <laughs> and I mean, still, I I look at that that artwork, and I'm like, Man, this is just so freaking cool. And, and it, it just blows my mind, like, to have those sort of experiences. And it's like you don't even get to connect with the writer. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I was doing a um, a live stream um, for Tags. Have you ever heard of Tags? Oh, yeah. Getting sketchy. So I was doing, um, we we're doing amalgam characters. From was like that the one yesterday? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just um, caught some of those. um, So it was me and Mike Ruth, and Ruth was talking about how like he's doing the Dodge comic and with the with the writer whose name escapes me. I'm sorry. Um, Uh, Matt Nixon. He's he said that he hasn't he's never met him before. Like yeah. Yeah. The guy lives in, I think, Kentucky. I think he lives in Kentucky, and you know, Mike lives in Canada. So, yeah, it, they've been like working together on stuff for a long time, and yeah. Oh, yeah, been... nice, nice. Love dinosaur. <laughs> Sorry for the delay. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. You just you talk to people, and you sometimes you don't even see them or or ever meet them for ever or. Like I know, like um, Tim Jacobs, who did all the awesome original Ghost uh, Goosebump covers. Mm-hmm. Like he never met uh, R.L. Stein for like years. Wow. What? Like yeah, years. it was like it was like six or seven years. Yeah, they never they that. never met for like the longest time, which is crazy to me. Oh I mean, my they god, have it now, that's crazy. And and I mean, his stuff is so iconic to the point where when you think of Goosebumps, that's what you think of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's like I, I see the haunted mask, you know, in, in my head. And I, I don't think about like, oh, what was on page 23? You know, <laughs> it's crazy. That and R.L. Stein's mole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that featured prominently in the Jack Black film? <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I, nobody else saw it, I'm guessing. <laughs> I've, I've seen both of them. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, I, love, I love those movies. They're, they're really fun. They're predictable, but. I like I like the one you did the house with the clock in the walls. I don't know if you saw that. I've never seen that one. I've that was actually pretty decent. Surprisingly darker than you expect too for a kids movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. It's one of those yeah. moments of going. Ah, you're going I think for he's trying to that. kill him. Yeah, but <laughs> TikTok. Eric's like, what does this have to do with turtles? <laughs> oh no, no, you're all good. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't dealt with goosebumps in a long, long, long time. I, I read it when I was a little kid. I, I thought about watching the movies, but mm. they're worth they're it. Pretty good. They're fun. Oh sure. Oh, definitely fun. Yeah. So, um, let's see. We were talking about the toys. We were talking about predictions and all that. Um, you know, just kind of like a journey of self discovery for Mikey, where he's going to go to this grim, dark place. You know, um, I, I like what we're saying with the idea that Karai could be alive. I, I'm saying there's no way in hell Baxter's still alive unless he's like some sort of Ultron in a computer. Yeah. He's in the Flyborgs. Yeah, in the fly in the Flyborg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What what else? I, I don't know how he could have survived, but I mean, there is the possibility that the Foot Clan could come back. And maybe they're they're run by like a Tatsu sort of character, like um, you know, like a, a lesser person. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know. Um, I mean, there's also like that uh, the mutant was it the MLF or something like that. The I know that's an old X Men thing, the Mutant Liberation yeah. Front. But what was it? The like, wait a second, the one that had Rocky Agent Green. Bishop. You know. Um, oh yeah, the Earth. Yeah. The Earth Group or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, those those folks. So there's always there's but always see, them. But see, now you're going into like IDW territory. It, exactly, and that's and that's the thing. Mirage. It's... This is supposed to be like none of that. None of that stuff happened, right? Like that's what I thought. It was like all the IDW stuff doesn't I, exist in this timeline. I feel like it's one of those very weird instances of they laid down like the ground rules, but by not like outright saying it, it's like yeah, that never happened unless we. Need it. <laughs> 
I just feel like the big the big enemy here is going to be either the establishment or you know some sort of uh, there's going to be something that comes that affects the way that people live their everyday lives. You know, like like a mutagen bomb goes off or something or or anything else like that. Or it's like you were saying with radiation. Maybe the water is bad. Maybe it's pollution. But it's going to be some sort of like infrastructure issue that they have to deal with that they're not prepared for that you can't necessarily like punch or kick your way out of. That's kind of. We need Bradford from the 2012 series. Straight up (laughs) Chuck Norris bootleg just coming on in. Like that'd be bad. if, If the clan pretty much had control of New York. And then it is, it crumbles. It does bring the, the question of what happens to Power society mm-hmm. since the foot doesn't have control anymore. And if, if Marie, if Casey Marie is still running the rebels and they're kind of like sweeping those areas, I don't, I don't know. Like, do the is a swing of power again? Like, do the rebels become, do they break the, the wall? Regime? Do they yeah. go back? Do they go out yeah, to the world? Right. Rebuild like, the bridge, you know? Yeah, like what happened out there? Because you know, he's you know, at the beginning of the, the first issue is sip like swimming in that toxic river or whatever to get to the wall. Like what happened there? Like what led to that point? Yeah, it's so gross yeah, too. There, see, like, that, that <laughs> there, there's a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot of gaps that they could do. It I think there's to be honest with you. I know this is supposed to be a five, uh, five issue series, but I think there's going to be others. It's going to well, be like a lost, lost, lost years that's supposed to happen. I think halfway through it. Oh, good. Yeah. From what I from what I've heard from others, it's there's like a spinoff book somewhere within Thir- five issues or whatever. Yeah, and and that's the whole thing. I know that Tom Waltz. Because uh, I remember him talking on the CGC thing uh, on Instagram, you know, or actually on Facebook, where they were talking about the Ronin verse. So, I mean, there, like I said, you know, like Dave was saying earlier, there's there's a lot of a lot of ways that they can go with it. They, you know, they can literally do, you know, if they wanted to, they could do, you know, April's, you know, story throughout the whole process. You know, like the whole thing you with. They see that. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Such a short, like one to two page, like summary yeah. Of, yeah. of stuff with I her. Mean, so I could see them drawing, like bringing that out more too. The wild thing is, they yeah. could do a mini series that's just like one shots of each of the characters' stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. More- and go through their whole story. My you know, throughout the whole, did- whole, the whole, like the whole process. I mean, they. I mean, like you said, you were talking about uh, the um, the radiation, the mutation, and how like you know April was around the turtles for the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so we had this big blast, but April lost a leg and an arm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that helped her. Did that did that did that mutation help you know save her from from that? You know, is it, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like that would answer my annoying question because, like, for someone who suddenly found out she was pregnant after losing an arm and a leg, and her husband, and then her her best friends, like she kept that baby pretty good and healthy. Yeah. So, like, what about Wayne? Yeah. But what about Casey Jones? Casey Jones was always around the turtles. I'm pretty sure him and Raphael, you know, hung out together. 
oh man, what if Casey Jones' animated corpse comes back as Muck Man to, to defeat the Turtles? <laughs> That's you know a 2012 saying? idea right, right there. Yeah. there. There's a there's a lot of ways that they could seriously seriously go with this story <laughs> though. Never, never. <laughs> I love I. Man, that's that's some good speculation. Like even even the idea of Milkman or something like that is like there's a place for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like it could fit in in any of this. It just matters like how they get there. The the fun thing is, the fun thing about the whole idea of the Turtleverse is you have so many characters and you've seen so many iterations of so many of those characters mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's like okay, cool, Mutagen Man. Mug, you know, like, you know, you could play with that within that realm. You know, you could play it with any numbers. Worm. Yeah. Like, you know, yep. bringing bringing that crazy flesh eater, you know, back into things. It's like, OK, cool. You beat the robots and you beat the aristocracy. But how about freaking yellow zombie suit like sewer zombies? Here and we and go. that's the thing. It could be mutants <laughs> now because, you know, the they were suppressed by the foot plan. So now, you know, he did say that he had killed all the mutants. So yeah. maybe there's an underground sort of uh, uh, society of Morlocks, you know, where it's yeah. like they come up. Chuds. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chuds. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>, okay. <laughs> Digging deep. Yeah. No, that's that's a really good. <laughs> we, we, we are digging really, really deep. On. <laughs> <laughs> the people under the stairs, you know, it's like yeah. other, 80s, other 80s movies, you know, it's like. <laughs> You know, all kinds of things like that. And um, I'm just going to throw this out there because I, I don't know if anybody has speculated this. We have four turtles that are being mutated. We don't know if they're all male. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that that could be the thing, too. And I mean, we're probably assuming that she's going to name them based on things that are important in her life. I'm going to almost guarantee that there's not going to be a Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael yeah. or Donatello name. So, and, and I, I know I had alluded to this earlier. Do you guys have any speculations on what you think their names will be? Hmm. Venus. <laughs> it's it, happening. It, that is highly possible. I, I, I think I would love Kirby. Yes. Kirby. Wow. That's exactly what oh, I was thinking too. Kirby. Eric on fire. Oh, oh man. Yes. Wanted, yes. This is exactly Kirby what I popped in my head when he first asked yeah. me that. I was like, Kirby, 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 in, Kirby. In the new movie and. They never got to ever use him. So Kirby yeah. slash, you know. Uh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if he's got like giant, like sword welded, spiked, rimmed, like swords or something. I'm wondering if we could get Mona Lisa in this iteration of you know playing that character. You know, I granted it'd be a turtle instead of a lizard, but but or, yeah, or, like, or a hybrid they, frog, yeah. right? You we're, know, yeah. we're all under the impression they're they're male. Like I like that idea. Like, mm-hmm. what if they're not all male? Yeah, you know, you I mean, that's that's the whole thing. They're doing so much right now with the series, and I know it's under a lot of criticism. Some people love it, some people hate it. I love it because it's the first time that we've ever seen what happens after after the shredder. What happens mm-hmm. after Splinter's gone? We're getting character development like you've never seen. You know, you, you didn't know that Leonardo's going to be uh, a gardener. You, know, you didn't know that, well, I mean, you pretty much knew Raph was going to do what Raph was doing. But, you know, it's like Mikey's a podcaster. Donnie's fixing up schools. And, you know, there's there's now romantic interest and all that. With Like some of these characters have never had that before. Raph's and, the best there is at what he does. Really? That's yeah. what- that's what's happening in the in the series. A, yeah, man, they're they're um they're working with the ghost of Oroku Saki, who not exactly a ghost anymore, but they're trying to fight this Armageddon game with uh, this pantheon of gods led by the um 
the Rat King, and right. they have to go and find uh, sort of unlikely allies like um, they're, they're bringing on like Cuddly the Cowlick and yeah. um, Charube <laughs> from from the uh, the. Uh, Archie series, so like all this stuff is like coming on now, and it's like, oh wait, this is crazy. But what who's was the bad the dinosaur guy again? Uh, the oh, uh, Shot Shogun Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, oh my I god! I'm surprised if he comes up. Yes, I'm, he's I'm a original mir Mirage. He's he's I'm, alive, isn't he? Yeah, technically. I'm gonna throw a prediction out there for San Diego. Archie exclusive four pack of the wrestling turtles in a box set that is cuddly the cowlick. I will shit my pants. Like as will I. It'll be a hot mess, but damn, will it be? Cool. I have I have that cover recreated by one of our friends, uh, uh, Roy. Um, recreated uh, Ninja Turtles number seven for me with the those turtles, and I mean, I, I wanted like like young Justin wanted nothing more than those turtles in that wrestling gear, you know. <laughs> And, and I will clarify this, not the Jim Lawson art, but, you know, the, the Ken Mitroni art where he had it like that. And it's like they're like super crisp and all that. And like just looking like buff superheroes. That's what I wanted. And that's my prediction for last year or last year's <laughs> wrestling turtles. Hell yeah. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be just society something? devolves into, into a wrestling promotion. We all we all fight each other with with nerf weapons and probably the cowlick rules with an iron tongue. I we did oh, we did ask Steve Levine if if they had any plans of making him. He said that they made a, a sort of a design for Cuddly as a um, as a playmates turtle, but you know he had God, he had like uh, like uh, pipes coming out like like he was part car or something. Like, like yeah, I look cool. <laughs> yeah, like like that. But nothing in the future. They're saying like no plans with NECA or anything. So and and they would have talked to him about it because he created him. So it was yeah. like, all right. That's why I said he'd be the box. Yes. He, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm okay with any of that because I, I love him. I, I got I got Steve to consider my idea that the voice for him should be Emo Phillips. And I was validated in that. And that's just the best thing ever. So <laughs> I'm super excited by that. But um, I don't know. Do you guys have any final thoughts about uh, what we can look forward to? I'm just excited for the book in general. Like, I, I've i always been a fan of Elseworlds and What If and all that. And the going into the unknown of such an established franchise is always exciting. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked for the next adventure. So bring it. Eric, you still think they're going to make a video game? I'm hoping that they make a video game and I hope they make a series. Like, uh, a, 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 not, a, not a, not a movie, but a series. I mean, it'd be nice to see, you know, like a, an animated series of this A video game. Yes. I would absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely love to see that that add to my uh, game collection. That'd be awesome. Throw them into if they make an Injustice three. Throw the the Ronin in there as a DLC with with Hellboy and all that. I, I mean, that hell, would... do it, do it Injustice two. I'd buy it, even yeah, though I don't I play mean, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it, but I don't play it. I I used to play it. I mean, <laughs> I, I I stopped. I pretty much only played as Hellboy and the Turtles. So. Mm -hmm. Who else Turtle would you play as Batman? Well, I did, but you know, it's like I got sick of it, and I'm like, all right, I've already beaten this with him and Starfire and Catwoman and all them. So it's like, all right, moving on. You know, you try beating that game as the Adam, and then you got some real skills. So it's just like, oh, 
that was rough. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> and um, Jason, um, what about yourself? Any any uh, things that you're looking forward to in the book that maybe we haven't touched on? I'm really hoping it's fleshed out more. I think, and I say that not to criticize the first series. I think with the first series, it was just kind of like, we're doing five and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to have anything else. And I think that that's why there was so much crammed into them. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that we're getting these, you know, like I said, for me, potholes kind of like filled. But I, I just hope it's flushed out more, which if since it has been so successful, I think we will get that. I think we'll get more of a flushed out kind of we're spending a little more time to kind of explain things and and not just rush through it like like we had to. Yeah. That's what I feel like I feel like it it wasn't like they did it on purpose and it's bad writing or anything. I think it was just they had to try to get so much story ideas into such a in 40 pages and even with 40 pages they still were like squishing it's not enough i'm all for like uh jrr tolkien type detail so you know like the deeper they want to go i'm i'm fine with it i'd be like no problem but there's there is a limit to that because i don't want like the dragon ball z where like there's five episodes for one fight between like and vegeta they're gonna stare each other for like two hours while yeah Yeah. (laughs) Like what happened? Well, he threw a punch. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're just powering up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's taking a shit. <laughs> we we did just see that there's currently a crossover between Naruto and uh, Ninja Turtles yeah. at uh, Box Lunch. I, I'm not sure how to read this because it's like I don't watch Naruto, but it's like I don't know that I have a particular problem with this. But it just doesn't feel right. So, well, like, it's like Stranger know. Things and Turtles. I mean, like... Yeah. Well, they didn't make the characters Turtles, so they did that with the Naruto things, where it's like Michael I mean, Street Naruto Fighter? And... Yeah. Street Fighter and Turtles? They, I mean, they made Ro- Roosevelt shirts of those, though. Like the Turtles versus Street Fighter? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Do a Street Fighters versus Mortal Kombat, please, for the love though, of God. Right? Like, that's all Playmates stuff. That's so all I've ever watched. Yeah. The license. They're just, you know, we've got this license and this license. The, the, Let's see uh, what sticks. My my disappointment with with Playmates is it could fill up an entire another episode. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang! I, you you must have gotten this one too then. Like the uh, the Playmates. I, I, the, the funny thing is, I didn't. I had a bunch of friends who did, and actually, that is the best thing that Playmates has produced in probably a decade. Yeah, it's um it's it, pretty cool. It's to the scale of of the actual turtle too. So. You know, I, he's staying in the box. This one, though, yeah. Like I liked that one, but um, when that NECA came out, game over. I was just like, with with the exception of like the giant last Ronin statue that I I picked up. Th- those NECAs are amazing. He's big you know, boy. I I I hope down the road that Super Seven gets the license so they can show us, hey, this is how we would do it. Because I think that would be amazing to see it yeah, that they go those. go with that. Because I love the idea of competition. You know, um, especially with those guys. I want to I want to show something and just give a quick shout out before we, we end this. Of course. Um, I was lucky enough to be a part of the uh, custom secret Santa this uh, last year. And uh, on, on my list, I literally put anything Turtles 2012 or otherwise related. And uh, Draven Arts on Instagram made this beefy boy 
The last Ronin's damn cool, but he don't compare to this beast. Oh my yes! god! Yes, I've seen that, and I want that so. Oh my god! Like, I love, though, I love that everything... 2012 where they did the Tales of the Turtle. Yes, yes, that's the beard is... removable. Everything comes out. Everything holds. There's seven different head sculpts. Oh my god! Like, um, just massive shout out to Draven Arts, dude. Absolutely what? killed it. I actually am already working on a Donnie, um, and a Michelangelo to go with it. And Leonardo, I don't know if I have space for. Oh yeah, he'd be like super, super. <laughs> I don't huge. care. You can send a Ralph to me, and you can keep the Leo. Right. Holy crap, dude! What is the base the, of that? Like an Ultramarine? The, the the Crimson Dynamo build a figure from Marvel Legends. Wow, so I already can't afford that. He's, figure, he's, a, big, he's a big boy. Yeah, so like for, oh, okay, for, for scale. Wow. Wow. He's a big that boy. So so I just wanted to give a massive shout out. Is that Swacats? Oh, yeah. Dr. Viper. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm. I'd have to figure you'd love squat, SWAT cats, you know? The, uh, so SWAT cats, the whole toy line was always something that I was like, those are hard to find, man. Like, yeah, well, and I, I was like, I'm never going to be able to afford them. And I actually had a very generous viewer who sent me a care package with all four. So oh, I wow. have, I have Viper, I have Dark Cat, and I have the SWAT Cats up. They're That's actually awesome. on, on top of uh, Castle Grayskull right now. Oh, so you didn't get them their own jet and custom paint it? Oh my god, if I could, I would. <laughs> Dude, I you know. just buy that old X Men jet. <laughs> I have it in the other room. They don't spray. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, there I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of a Cobra jet or something because of that, with like the two. But then again, this it, the scale doesn't work. So this is also something. This is something I did just because I had to. But uh, not now. Now there's a mummy raft. Yeah, I saw awesome. that on your Instagram. That's pretty great. Complete with onk onk size. So hmm. like I I gotta slap some glow in the dark paint on him. But I, I love the Mikey, and I'm like ah, oh, but I love the OGs. So. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I actually I sent my uh uh mummy raft to uh, uh Camelo uh, uh artist we had on the show over in, in Australia. So he, he sent me this beautiful artwork of uh Dark Claw, you know, the nice. the, the amalgam character. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's like, oh man, yeah, no no problem. Here, here you go. <laughs> that was Where? pretty fun. But that's that's awesome. And I mean to end on that note, that's that is a great custom figure. So I just wanted to give a shout out. Dude worked his I'm hat jelly. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Come come on up. You can come play it. Play with it. It's all right. Where do you live at? <laughs> Hold on. Let me just. Get we'll talk about that later. Uh okay. <laughs> well, I got it. I, I got I got some figures up here and stuff, <laughs> and figures over here. And he already there. has the SWAT cats, Eric. That's good. Okay. All right. I'm just oh gonna... my god! Wow. Totals. Man, Dude. I'll show you. I'll show you my room when we get done. Though. Oh, yeah, I mean, man. it's mine's all turtle stuff mostly. Well, let's let's wrap oh, this up. Um, so you can check us out, epictalesfromthesewers.com or on any place that you find your podcast. Uh, Jason, where can folks find you and where should they fo be following you? Um, you can find me on uh, all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, blog, whatever, under Jason Flowers Art, all one word. Um, not Tinder? Also my... Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. not Tinder. <laughs> my... Uh, my personal website is jasonflowersart.bigcartel.com. That's where you can order your last Ronin Lost nice. Years number one from me. Um, those are still available for pre-order, so please, please go pre-order those. The pre-orders help a lot um, in terms of uh, getting the books to me. And then, yeah, uh, look out for Bounty Bullfrog number two, finally finishing up. 
now. So it should be out hopefully, hopefully February. That's awesome. And Dave, how about yourself? Where can uh, find you? you can find me on YouTube and Twitch at Dave Wonder. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dave Wheeler. You can find me on Instagram at the Dave Wheeler. Um, yeah, I stream at least three days a week. Um, in addition, you can find uh, my books kind of all over the place. Uh, if you hit up DaveWonder.com, you can find my online stores. Um, I have silly, goofy merch of inside jokes as well as my comics uh, and kid-friendly all-ages stuff. You can also go check out Mindwave Comics. Uh, that's me and my buddy Samir's company. Kid-friendly all-ages books. Uh, we brought back the rad versus the bad. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. And Eric, where should folks be following you? Oh, you can find me on Facebook, Eric. All right. <laughs> as, um, that works for me. Um, and uh, for all the folks that are uh, watching on YouTube, you know, um, thank you. And, uh, you know, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And to uh, all the folks that are listening on audio, stay tuned for your uh, pizza recipe. All right. And we will be right back. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hey everybody, here's your Pizza Time. And what better pizza to describe, or pizza sauce, I should say, than to describe the snowy preview that we've seen of Lost Years, where Mikey is out in the wilderness and in the mountains, maybe the Himalayas kind of crawling in the snow, than white pizza sauce. This recipe makes about one cup. When you want a pizza that's cheesy to the max, this sauce does the job. Get in touch with your inner Donatello and experiment with different chopped fresh herbs, dried spices, and even hot sauce. Ingredients. Two tablespoons of unsalted butter. Three large garlic cloves, pressed or grated. Two tablespoons of all-purpose flour. One cup whole or reduced fat milk. One-fourth teaspoon salt. Freshly ground black pepper. And one-quarter cup grated Parmesan cheese. Instructions. Melt the butter in a small saucepan over medium heat. When it stops foaming, add the garlic. Cook for 30 seconds and then sprinkle in the flour. Cook for one to two minutes longer, whisking constantly. Step three. Add the milk to the saucepan in a slow stream while you continue whisking with the other hand. Add the salt in a grind or two of pepper. Cook for five minutes or until the sauce is thickened to your liking. Remove the pan from the heat and stir in the cheese. Use immediately or store in an airtight container in the refrigerator for up to three days. That is your preview for the lost years, the white pizza sauce. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Hi, this is Francois Chow. I am the Shredder from Secret of the Ooze. And uh, it's been a pleasure for me to talk to Justin and Eric on Epic Tales from the Sewers. It's been great, guys. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. 
And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-host, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. Greetings and Shabibans, we are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductopus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some, ahem, <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Octopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. Do you like gaming? You know, this game would be better if it was a battle royale. Do you like technology? I bet this tech would work better if it was a battle royale. Do you like movies, TV shows, and everything else that me and Nate can't agree on? The Last Jedi was easily the best Star Wars film I have ever seen. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Everybody in this room is stupid now because of you. Talking Gaming and Tech is a bi-weekly podcast where we cover the latest and greatest in gaming and tech. Now part of the Dorkity Podcast Network. Talking Gaming and Tech is a podcast produced by Tech Prime Media. You can find us on YouTube and all their social media platforms. You can find Talking Gaming and Tech on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts from. This podcast is filmed live. If you want to check us out while we're filming live, remember to follow links on social media and your comment might be read on air.